Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's Let's start start with with Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. I may title this episode, The Weird and the Wonderful. I want to talk about physical mediumship. I don't talk about it too much on this show, but it is one of the three predominant kinds of mediumship. One is evidential mediumship. That's when you go to a medium or you see one on Zoom and they tell you about your loved ones, give you messages and such. The second is trance mediumship, which you've heard Scott Milligan talking in the trance state with some very powerful words from his spirit friend, Eric. I did mention physical mediumship way, way back. You can go back to episode three, which is called Beyond Sherlock Holmes, talking about Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and also episode 17, called Seances and Ghostbusters, exploring physical mediums, seances, and ectoplasm. I think I don't talk about this too much because it is weird. But it is wonderful. Back in the day, talking about the 1700s, the 1800s, the early 1900s, this was the predominant kind of mediumship on planet Earth. It is so easy for our skeptical mind to go, this sounds really crazy, Sandra. And I 100% agree with you. I remember when I found out about electronic voice phenomena from Tom and Lisa Butler, and they had sent me an email talking about a medium by the name of David Thompson, who they attended one of these seances with. My mind was so quick to throw out this information and not pay attention to it because, number one, the word seance was kind of weird to me, and what they were describing was even more weird. A group of people sit in a circle, sing songs. There is a medium, but he is actually behind a curtain or what's called a cabinet. It can be made of fabric or it can be three doors with a a black cloth in front of it. 
Some people take a corner of their room and just stretch a shower curtain rod across and put a curtain in front of that. They were telling me the story of loved ones' voices seeming to come out of the air and people being touched by spirit people and things in a darkened room with glow-in-the-dark tape on them all flying around the room. I took some time and I googled this David Thompson. It is very hard to find anything on him. And I think there are some physical mediums in the world, but their form of mediumship is so different that a lot of people think it can't be real. So they don't advertise. There are people sitting around the world in what's called home circles, singing songs, inviting loved ones to come through, and there's some amazing things happening. But again, to you and me, not being part of it, it's so easy to think, oh, that can't be possible. After I googled David Thompson, that led me to a website that no longer exists. And I started reading some of the stories of things that would happen in these so-called seance rooms and people being reunited with their deceased loved ones. This substance called ectoplasm, a gas that would come out of the medium and the loved ones could step into this gas, their etheric body, and become real again. Doesn't this sound like science fiction? That's how it sounded to me. But there was something that still interested me about it. So much so that I was digging around this David Thompson's website, and he recommended another physical medium, Scott Milligan. That's the very first time I had heard of Scott. So what I had done is I went to Facebook and I found Scott Milligan, and I sent him a friend request. Now, he didn't know who I was, but he accepted it. I went to his Facebook page, and he was sharing about an event that took place back in, well, it was 2016 or 2017, called Voices of the Past. David Thompson was there, and Scott Milligan was there doing these seances. I was so scared because, one, I thought it was weird. Two, this stuff happens in the dark. Three, I'd have to take a flight from Boston over to London Heathrow Airport and then get a cab for an hour and a half drive to be with people that I didn't know. But as an afterlife researcher, I had to know for sure, one way or another, is this stuff real or not? Then you know I did it, right? (laughs) It is real, it is wild, and it is wonderful. Going back to those episodes I was telling you about, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote the Sherlock Holmes books, actually gave up writing Sherlock Holmes when he attended many of these seances. And he had some experiences that were so out of this world, literally, that he felt it's more important to share with people the reality of the afterlife than continue writing about Sherlock Holmes. In episode 17, talking about seances and Ghostbusters, I read a book by Peter Aykroyd, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because his son, Dan, wrote and starred in the movie Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was a comedy. It was fiction. However, where did Dan get the idea? His grandfather was part of these home circles 
And if you listen to that episode, you'll hear more about that and words from Dan and his father, Peter. There is so much credible information about the reality of these physical mediums. They were tested by science at the time. And again, we're talking, it was in its heyday over 100 years ago. So I think for us living in 2023, it's easy to think that somehow or another, somebody was conning somebody, pretending that their loved ones were around and profiting from it. That's always been my thought, first and foremost, about most mediums, actually, because there are so many con artists in the world. But after sitting in these seances and certainly witnessing the impossible, hearing voices of loved ones coming out from what seems like midair, having things float around the room, being touched by children, and there were no children in the room, and other incredible things, it made me really delve into what's possible. I met another man named Stuart Alexander, who at a younger age started one of these home circles to see if they could invite in the spirit world. Stuart Alexander is one of the most famous physical mediums alive right now. I'm not sure if he has retired. I think he has. But he has written a book that was just updated called Stuart Alexander, An Extraordinary Journey, The Memoirs of a Physical Medium. I want to read a little bit to you. And I want to also talk to you about these home circles. And if you're wondering, did I thoroughly check to make sure this wasn't a scam? Yeah, absolutely I did. One thing that's important to know is it was very reasonably priced. It was only, oh, I think just a few hundred dollars for room, meals, and the workshop that happened over four and a half days. So nobody was getting rich off of this. During the actual seances, the room is checked by everyone. The medium is actually strapped down to a chair And everybody gets to check to make sure he cannot get out so he cannot manipulate things and make it seem like things are happening, like a magician would. Also, everyone in the circle had to hold hands. And if anyone broke the circle, we were supposed to speak up. Because again, how easy would it be for one of the participants to do something? I can tell you, I got hooked on going to these events. I attended many of them. And just the year before COVID hit, I actually put on three of my own live events and we held many of these seances. It was the first time Scott Milligan had been to the United States demonstrating and people got to witness with their eyes and their ears the weird and the wonderful, people got reunited with their loved ones. We could all hear these words coming from loved ones in the afterlife during these seances. And there was so much personal information that was shared from the deceased loved one to the person in the room, which they said no one could know about. I asked Scott Milligan, what would it take to have physical mediumship 
be real in the world again. And many years ago, he thought it probably will never happen because years ago, people would get together with families. There was no TV. There was no internet. They'd get together. They'd sing. There was a lot of love in the room. And with that, these miracles would happen. I have had this passion since I met Scott to somehow get this form of mediumship back in the world. We have been holding classes online since 2020, talking about trance mediumship and how to sit for the spirit world. And my secret little project going on was to work with Scott and create an at-home study course for sitting for the spirit world and being part of your own home circle. And we just launched it this past week. I'm so proud of it. It's not just how to sit in a home circle, but there's so much of the history of home circles and bonus materials and videos and pictures and so many good things. So stay tuned about that. Next, we're going to hear some words from Stuart Alexander's book and also tell you about some audios from people who had these home circles and witnessed some absolutely earth-shattering, mind-bending, oh-my-goodness experiences. There's a lot coming up in this episode. You don't want to miss it. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot shades. It's almost here. The NYX anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. 
So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I'm delighted to dedicate this episode to the wonderful physical medium, Stuart Alexander. I'm going to be reading some from his book, An Extraordinary Journey. Also, to talk about home circles, and Stuart Alexander put together a compilation of accounts of what people witnessed in the seance room. I had the opportunity to meet him many years ago, and also in 2018, I attended a workshop with him, and I got an opportunity also to sit in his seance. It's a bit different than attending with David Thompson or Scott Milligan. They sit in one of these cabinets that I described in the last segment where the energy really builds up and this gas gets produced where loved ones use their etheric body to step into and become real again. Stuart Alexander certainly knows about the worry so many people have about sitting in the dark and could something like this be faked. I told you earlier that physical mediumship was in its heyday a hundred years ago, Why it disappeared is because so many fraudulent con artists got involved after the Great War and conned people out of their money, saying that your loved ones are here and all those fake seances you see on television all stemmed from that part of history. Stuart Alexander does not use one of these cabinets. Instead, he sits in the group with everybody else, but he has glow-in-the-dark tape on him so you know exactly where he is at all times. There's a small red light that gets turned on. I was sitting way far away from him, but the people closest to him saw some pretty interesting things. One person saw the face of their loved one who had passed, which had transformed over the face of somebody who was in the circle. 
There was a small table and a red light was on. While Stuart Alexander was strapped down to the chair, an ectoplasmic hand formed on this table and people could actually touch the hand, shake the hand, describe the hand, and it was warm, alive. So many other things happened as well. The seance went on for, I think, a little over two hours and things floating around the room, voices coming out of what seemed like nowhere, inspiration from spirit helpers. It was amazing. I know this seems so far out there, and this truly is something to experience to know the reality of it. But for now, you can get started on reading an incredible book and doing your own investigation into home circles and physical mediumship. I'd like to start off by reading a little bit of the foreword by David Fontana, who was a British psychologist, parapsychologist, and author. He was professor of psychology at Cardiff University and also the former president of the Society for Psychical Research. He says in the foreword, The literature on most aspects of mediumship is extensive and informative, but there is nevertheless a shortage of good first-hand accounts by physical mediums of their experiences in the seance room and of the development of their gifts. The result is that we have insufficient knowledge of what it is actually like to be a physical medium. There are two obvious reasons for this shortage. Firstly, physical mediums are usually deeply entranced when phenomena are produced, and therefore often know less of what takes place than do those attending the seance. And secondly, there have been all too few good physical mediums. Thus, I warmly recommend and welcome Stuart Alexander's book. Stuart is not only an outstanding physical medium, With a deep and extensive knowledge of his own gift, he also has a scholarly interest in physical mediumship in general and is a mine of information on the subject. I have been involved in psychical research for more than 30 years and have been fortunate to have had sittings with Stuart both as a member of public circles and as a guest at his private home circle. And I can therefore speak of his mediumship from personal experience. Moreover, having known Stuart as a personal friend for many years, I can bear witness to his integrity and to the unswerving dedication that he has brought to his mediumship. A man of great modesty and humility, he regards his mediumistic gift as a trust to be used in the service of others and as a channel for demonstrating the reality of survival of physical death and thus for illuminating some of the deeper mysteries of the human spirit. As Stuart makes abundantly clear in the book, he has been very fortunate in having a close-knit and dedicated home circle, and members of which have stayed together over many years, devoting themselves to providing him with this essential support and protection, and long may this happy situation continue. A claim frequently made by skeptics is that all phenomena seen in physical seances could easily be duplicated in light or darkness by any good professional conjurer. The answer to this claim is that any good professional conjurer is welcome to try, provided he or she does so 
under the same controls as those imposed, for example, on Stuart Alexander. These include no unsupervised access to the room before the seance in order to hide conjuring equipment, submission to bodily searches as a precaution against concealing such equipment on the person, an agreement to be securely bound by foolproof restraints in order to prevent movement during the seance. In addition, the room must be available for searches by experienced observers to ensure there are no hidden entrances or exits, including trapdoors, that the furniture is restricted to a table and a circle of chairs placed close together so that movement anywhere in the room can be easily detected and that each chair together with the table and any other potential hiding places in the room are available for thorough examination by the observers. Finally, the sitters must all be experienced in the seance room phenomena and above suspicion, there must be no money or promise of money involved and the conjurer must agree to have the results of the session made public. There's so much more in the foreword about mediums of the past and other things. You'll enjoy reading it. Next, I'll start reading a little bit of chapter one. This book came out in 2010. 42 years ago, when I first read Arthur Finley's classic book, On the Edge of the Etheric, I did not suspect that my life was about to be changed forever. As I turned its first page, I did so knowing nothing of spiritualism nothing of mediumship, and having given little thought to the possibility of a life after death. Perhaps, in common with most people who are in abject ignorance of such matters, I had always imagined that spiritualism attracted elderly ladies who sat around tables asking, is there anybody there? However, like many before me, that book was to introduce me to the movement and presented most intelligible and compelling evidence in support of the author's astounding arguments in respect of survival beyond the grave and of two-world communication. Stuart goes on talking more about Arthur Finley's book and that he and his brother read it and then chose to read it again before finding a home circle and starting to participate in someone else's. He then talks about being disappointed. I have to be honest, and you probably know this too, in this world of spirituality, you can find some people that claim to be spiritual, but it is more about the ego. And you can also find some crazies out there, some people doing some really wild things, saying it's coming from the spirit world. We always want to make sure there is intelligence and that whatever happens doesn't insult your intelligence. So Stuart continues, Almost two years had passed since I first read Finley's On the Edge of the Etheric, and I was still reading and still visiting local churches. Then one day I decided that I would form a home circle, and because my introduction to spiritualism and my intense interest had always been in respect of physical mediumship, it would, of course, have to be a physical home circle. 
Since I was by then well aware of the necessary conditions required for such a circle, I would arrive home from work every Monday evening and then spend two hours achieving a total blackout in our front lounge with its large bay window. Anyone who has ever attempted to eliminate all light from a room will readily understand what a difficult task I was faced with. Two hours to achieve it and 30 minutes afterwards to put everything back as it was. Darkness, we fully understood, was an absolute essential since we hoped to develop contact with the spiritual realms on a physical level. Such manifestations are believed to be inhibited by the presence of any form or degree of light. Understandably, this often leads to suspicion within the skeptical mind. However, irrespective of how it may appear to some, the fact is that there are sound reasons for such conditions. In assuming that all seance rooms harbor fraud, one would be guilty of making a monumental error. One might as well argue that the dark room was unnecessary for early photographic development. No one today would question the absolute fact that light is fatal to particular microorganisms and to the germination of seeds, nor would anyone question the fact that the development of an embryo in the darkness of the womb is essential for the creation of life itself. Like I said in the beginning, the world of physical mediumship is weird yet wonderful. I firmly believe that if this happened a hundred years ago, say till the early 1940s, that we can bring this alive again. When we come back from the break, you'll hear some stories of these materializations and also find out about the Noah's Ark Society. Also, a CD set that Stuart put together of Seance Room Recollections. And if you're interested in either starting a home circle or sitting on behalf of the spirit world, what you can do to get involved. So let's go off to our break, and then we'll be back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. It's almost here. The NYX Anniversary Sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX Anniversary Sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and this episode is dedicated to my friend and wonderful longtime physical medium, Stuart Alexander, author of the book, An Incredible Journey. Instead of reading anymore right now, I want to play some words from Stuart Alexander. I was lucky enough to find an interview with him on the great YouTube channel, New Thinking Aloud by Jeffrey Mishlove. If you haven't checked out that channel, please do. Life After Death is included and so much more. So let's listen in to Stuart Alexander, who's been a medium for 52 years, talking to Jeffrey Mishlove. You persisted for years and years. As I recall, it took 14 years before uh, the first uh, direct voice, and which was, a, I think, the first physical phenomena really uh, phenomenon really manifested. Well, I think it was over 14 years, actually, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, on one occasion, very unexpectedly, I entered the condition of trance just for a few moments, that's all. Uh, but that was several years after we'd first begun to sit. Yeah. In other words, you were sitting in seances for years with zero results. The point was that we all believed as friends and family that if we could gather together once a week, present to the spirit world the correct conditions, then we thought that perhaps the spirit world in some way could use the combined energy of all the sitters in order to 
enable them to be able to let us know that they were pheasants. That was it. But nobody had any thoughts, any expectations about becoming a medium. Definitely not. Were there in those early years signs or indications of some glimmer of success? None. <laughs> None, except I have to say that the resident medium from one of our local spiritualist churches came along on several occasions to sit and to give his feelings, his impressions, uh, and he was always very, very encouraging. He could see things that we couldn't see, perceive things we couldn't perceive, sense things that we couldn't sense, but that was encouraging. I think the important thing here, Jeff, for me to stress is the fact that in spite of the fact that we were not uh, receiving any results whatsoever, it was just nice for us to gather together once a week, family and friends, walk into that room, close the door and sit together in love. And it's wonderful that you can do that and shut the outside world and all the problems outside. They don't belong within the seance room. So that was just nice. But the highlight of those nights, as I've said many times, was after we used to sit for an hour. And then after the hour, we, we would have a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, cakes. And th th that was the highlight of the night, the tea, cakes and coffee. <laughs> you would sit for an hour in a darkened room, uh, I guess pitch black, actually, and in silence, or were you uh, praying or singing or talking during that time? No, we had uh, background music playing, very nice, gentle background music, no, no, no words or anything, just nice, soft, gentle music. Now, as I always say to people, you know, you can go within the music, you know. It's very difficult to do, to clear the mind totally and just become as one with the music. But it can be achieved, but it takes time. But as I say, none of us had any thoughts of personally developing mediumship. We just thought that by being together, creating the correct conditions for the spirit world, perhaps in some way they could let us know of their presence, that they were there. And I never did. <laughs> but after a few years, you uh, eventually fell into a trance state and uh, your spirit guide, Whitefeather, uh, manifested. I can tell you the story, Jeff, very quickly. Uh, this is all in the book, incidentally. But uh, I used to work as the senior design engineer for a large international engineering company. But each evening when I left the office at four o'clock, I would travel to a local garage, which was owned by a friend of mine, and then I would take over the running of the garage to allow him to go home to have his evening meal. And then he would come back with his wife at eight o'clock and I would go home. And one particular night, it would be about probably 7.45, go to eight, and the telephone rang. I picked it up and it was my brother. And he said, do you fancy coming round tonight for a sitting? We're, we're thinking of having a, a sitting if you'd like to come. And my exact words were, well, listen, I'd love to come, but I've had such a, a stressful day, a hectic day in the office. I said, I just can't, you know. But I said, do ring me tomorrow and let me know if anything happened. Well, nothing used to happen in those days. And he said to me, uh, yes, I will do. So we talked for a little while, put the phone down. 
And then about five minutes later, I thought, it started to come into my mind. I thought, well, if I don't go, I know what's going to happen. It'd be ringing me tomorrow morning saying, guess what? You know, we've had a breakthrough. I thought, I better go. <laughs> so I telephoned him and I said, look, I, I will come. I said, but obviously I'll be a little late. Anyhow, I arrived at their home an hour or so later, and we just sat around the table uh, with our hands resting on the top, music playing uh, in the half-light. It wasn't dark in the half-light. And we sat for, we used to sit for an hour in those days, and I suppose something like 55 minutes had passed. And my mind was starting to turn towards the tea, the coffee, the biscuits, the cakes, and suddenly, and it's the first time it ever happened, Jeff, suddenly in my left ear, I very clearly heard a voice say, turn the light out, continue to sit. Turn the light out, continue to sit. And it was like a loop on the tape, just the same words again and again and again. And, you know, for some reason, I wasn't shocked by it. I was just sat there listening to this voice. And after a short while, my brother said, uh, well, shall we shall we bring it to an end, put the kettle on? I said, no, just a minute. I said, just turn the light out. And without asking any questions, he reached up, switched out the light. And then the most extraordinary thing happened, which I always have the greatest difficulty in explaining. Suddenly, something, something from behind me came quickly towards me. And the only... Uh, simile I, I, I can use here is if people have seen the film Ghost, where Whoopi Goldberg as the medium is suddenly entranced, that, that mischievous spirit jumps into her. Well, it was like that, except it wasn't mischievous. Came towards me, next moment, he was inside me, and I was outside, and I was watching myself, and my mouth opened, and these words came out, I come, speak, brother, sister. And no sooner had the words been said, it was out and I was back in. And that's how it began that night. That's how it all began. Just one short sentence. But that was the beginning. That was the beginning. And I gather the other people in the room were able to report to you what had happened or, or were you conscious of it? I, I was conscious of it because I heard the words very clearly, Jeff, very clearly. Uh, I saw my mouth open and the words come out, yes. Uh, there was just my brother and his wife and myself. Uh, and after it all finished, we, we, we drank our tea and, and coffee and so on. As strange as it may sound, we didn't really talk that much about it. But the next morning, walking into my office, the phone was ringing. And when I picked it up, it was my brother, and he said, do you, do you want to come round tonight for another sitting? And my exact words, pardon my French, was not bloody likely, because I have to say, I have to say that it really did frighten me, but it would be the only time that I would ever be nervous within the seance room, just that one occasion. And it all started from there. Uh, probably it took about 10 years before any other spirit guide, you know, came in and introduced himself uh, and, and slowly over a long, long period of time that we call it, we refer to them as the spirit team and that began to expand and grow. But each one of them have their own individual responsibilities. I have Stuart's book open now and he says, 14 years after my discovery of spiritualism, 
13 years after my first sitting in a circle, and two years after Mrs. Kath Matthews specifically created a circle for my development, the long-awaited and eagerly anticipated breakthrough finally came. And that's the story you just heard. So if you think by sitting in a home circle, things will immediately happen, mm, it's doubtful. But like Stuart spoke about, it's a great time with family and friends to be together, to sit with that music on. The anticipation of working with the spirit world, even if you can't see anything happening, things are happening behind the scenes. You heard Stuart just mention about his spirit team. I'm closest, obviously, to Scott Milligan, who you've heard on this show several times, speaking in the trance state. Same thing happened for him. He got an initial few words coming through the trance state, and it wasn't till another two years when more fluid conversation came about. Scott started when he was 16 years old. And May 2nd, 2023, we celebrate 26 years of him being a medium. I've sat in seance with Stuart Alexander, with David Thompson, and probably over 20 times with Scott Milligan. Plus, for the last over three years, every Friday, I spend being the moderator of an extraordinary conversation while Scott's in the trance state and having people ask questions of Scott's spirit friend, Eric, on life, death, and the afterlife. Sometimes his spirit friends act as mediums and bring through loved ones. To me, this is the miraculous. Is it worth it dedicating this time for development, having no guarantee that something's going to happen in the future? Absolutely. So let's go to the break, and we'll be back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. It's almost here. The NYX Anniversary Sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. And just to be sure we're on the same page, we are talking about physical medium seances. That is, deceased loved ones being able to cloak themselves with a gas or vapor that emanates from the body of a physical medium called ectoplasm and be able to speak and sometimes touch and even hug their loved ones again. And on rare occasion now, but quite often in the past, they could be seen by all who were in the room. The home circle is the first step of this, and Stuart Alexander, who has spent 52 years now as a medium, discusses it in his book, An Extraordinary Journey. I'd like to recommend that you visit his website, which is stuartalexandermedium.com. You'll find the new and revised version of the book there, some CDs that I'll tell you about in just a moment, and a link to the Noah's Ark Society archive.org. Let me tell you about that. In 1990, the Noah's Ark Society for Physical Mediumship was launched, and it quickly spread and attracted members from all over the world who created these home circles. Now, prior to its launch, physical mediumship had virtually disappeared. The Noah's Ark Society's intention was to encourage people to form home circles as it would help support and encourage people and advise them what to do and not to do. And that's what it did. 
Stuart Alexander subsequently became its very first member and was privileged to be appointed its archives officer and later its president. His articles about physical mediumship of the past were published in its monthly newsletter. Stuart says, had the society not have been launched, then it was a distinct possibility that I would have remained solely within my long-running home circle and almost certainly not have emerged to occasionally hold public seances. Sadly, for various reasons, the society only lasted from 1990 to 2004. Its monthly newsletters would have disappeared forever had it not been for this member of the society named Lou Sutton, who took the time and trouble and he put them all online. So literally, you can go to Noah's Ark Society Archive.org and read monthly journals from 1990 to 2004 of People's Home Circles. Now, this CD set, it was created by Stuart Alexander. Elderly spiritualists who had sat with legendary physical mediums sent Stuart their cassette recordings talking about their experiences and these materializations that they witnessed in the seance room. These people are all now in the spirit world themselves, but Stuart and myself are committed that their stories live on. If you're interested, and I highly recommend them, you can order the CDs directly from Stuart's website, which is stuartalexandermedium.com, or you can find the digital copy on my website, wedontdie.com, on the store page. Just look for Physical Seance Room Recollections. Also, when you're on that store page, Scott Milligan and I just launched a guide to home circles. Whether you are sitting alone or you wish to start a home circle, or perhaps you want to experiment with a virtual home circle, you'll find some great instructions. There are questions and answers with Scott Milligan, and also questions and answers on home circles asked to his spirit team while he was in the trance state. We've included a seance that you can listen to. You can find out about books, mediums, other home circles. We have five hours of music that you can sit to. All in all, there is over 20 hours of material for a low price. And of course, you have a money back guarantee. You can't beat that. As I said earlier, this type of mediumship is almost extinct from our planet. I do believe, however, that there are groups of people that remain silent that continue to do this. There is a small group of people, myself included, committed that by embracing the past, we can have these experiences again and so much more in the future. My friend, we are living in 2023 right now. With all the technology and all the advances we have, can you even imagine what might be possible blending the past with all that we currently have at our fingertips. I think it truly is possible that the tipping point of afterlife communication on a regular basis will occur in our lifetimes. And what we now believe is the miraculous, communicating with loved ones after they have passed, can be regular, everyday conversation. And just perhaps we won't need to go to a medium 
to communicate. This all starts with our development in the home circle. I want to read one more thing to you from Stuart's book. He received correspondence from Bradley Harris, who is the son of one of the most famous physical mediums called Alec Harris. Like I said earlier, this cabinet that the mediums sit in builds up the energy. The spirit people step out of the cabinet, but their energy only lasts so long. So Bradley says, On numerous occasions when witnessing forms slowly dematerializing by melting into the floor, I personally found it to be an amazing experience. Also, to see a white piece of ectoplasm on the floor just outside the cabinet rise up to form a head shape, which in a matter of seconds rose into a fountain of ectoplasm to form a fully materialized spirit form which steps forward into the room, an experience one never forgets, and it was beautiful to behold. However, I can understand that a person could feel distressed when a loved one that they had been embracing would start to dematerialize outside the cabinet before stepping back into it. Sometimes the spirit would hold on to the loved one's hands, not wanting to go, but in being unable to hold the power, they would melt into the floor. I want to share a few more words from Stuart Alexander. And if you hear a few taps, (laughs) he's so passionate that he's hitting the table in front of him. For over 150 years, I'll go so far as to say that, spiritualism looked up at the stars. As you know, it was born in America, and then like a forest fire, it traveled throughout America, through Europe, into England, and men and women of letters, Uh, aristocracy, royalty, scientific people, men in the street, people were all succumbing to this wonderful new movement that promised to be able to prove conclusively that this life is merely a precursor to what happens afterwards, that there was survival for every soul, you know? And we were on track to do that. But we've got to remember that for 150 years, The home circle stood at the very centre of spiritualism. It was almost the heartbeat of the movement. And it is within those home circles that these wonder mediums of the past developed their gifts before eventually some of them, not all of them, came out to work before the public. Within the home circle, there's no pressure to perform. People just sit together in love and in harmony to make that contact with the spirit world. These days, many people believe that by attending a few courses, then in some way, development can be accelerated. Well, I'm sorry, but I think that is nonsense. A knowledgeable tutor can help, advise, inform, support, encourage a potential medium, but you cannot shortcut the development of mediumship. I firmly believe that, and everything that I say is based on over 50 years of experience and study and research, you know? So I'm not just talking (laughs) sort of at the top of my head because I've been involved two or three years. No, not at all. So that's my feeling. I don't wish to offend anyone at all, and I'm sure there's some wonderful tutors out there, some wonderful courses. But for people to believe that they can shortcut the development of mediumship, well, I'm sorry, it's nonsense. And if you look at the general 
and I underline the word general, standard of mediumship of yesteryear, and then compare it with the general standard of mediumship today, well, I think that speaks volumes. That says everything. To me, spiritualism has gone backwards. And I think that in some respects, innocently, we have betrayed the hopes and aspirations of these men and women of the past. Many with risked their academic standing, their social standing, you know, to stand up for what they believed in. They were prepared to do that, and they did do that. They put it all on the line. And what have we done with it? Spiritualism is a shadow of its former self. I'm sorry. But that's how I see it, and I don't wish to offend anyone, but to me, that is reality. The home circle is, is vitally important. And I remember a past editor of the Psychic News, which is spiritualism's all-time, well, it, it's been around longer than any other journal, the Psychic News, the editor, a number of years ago, uh, wrote an article in the psychic before the psychic news and it was an account of his visits to sit with alec harris the materialization medium who lived in south wales at the time and it was absolutely wonderful to read this but the one thing that stuck in my mind was the editor saying that he believed that down every road every street every avenue in south wales there was probably a home circle sitting and they, that, that was it. Home circles existed in considerable numbers. Now, today, <laughs> very few, very few. And I think we've lost our way and we've stopped listening to the spirit world. And when you stop listening to them, then the way will always be lost. We can find our way again. Come visit me at wedontdie.com. If you have a question, email me. Sandra Champlain at gmail.com. And don't forget to come join our weekly Sunday gathering. I'm Sandra Champlain. You've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. 
I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.